ನಾರಾಯಣಂ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ್ಯ ನರಂ ಚೈವನರೋತ್ತಮ ದೇವೀ ಸರಸ್ವತೀ ವ್ಯಾಸ ತಯ ಮುದೀರೇ ಸಮ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಅಗೋ ಐ ವಾಸ್ playing around with some children and I was kind of playing like a spoiled sport and I was asking them some quiz questions and I asked them to name the Pancha Pandavas and one of the youngsters quickly came back with the answer Duryodhan and if this was an isolated incident I was watching one of the famous TV programs or quiz programs and they had asked the question who is rama's mother and given the following choices a kaushalya b sumitra c kaikeyi and d kunti and believe it or not the person on the dock went for d kunti and i said hold it seems that a whole lot of people have missed one of the greatest riches of india its collection of stories for india is a treasure of mythological stories and in this aspect we are perhaps the richest country in the world and stories have been used not just to entertain and to educate indeed it's been used for a more important purpose to unobtrusively awaken dharma in the hearts of people countless people have learned tact and wisdom from the stories of panchatantra hitopadesha kathasarita sagara jataka tales bhojaraja stories vikramaditya stories tenaliraman stories and so many more and the very source and foundation of this fascinating superstructure of stories of india are the two immortal epics the ramayana and the mahabharata while ramayana is the first of kavyas the mahabharata is the mother of all stories set in 100000 verses mahabharata has the world in its sweep every aspect of life and learning is covered here for philosophy there is bhagavad gita anugita sanat sujatiyam for tact and wisdom there is vidura niti yaksha prashna dharma vyada upakhyana for a deep understanding of life and its perils there are stories of nala and damayanti savitri and satyavan shakuntala harishchandra for bhakti one can dive into vishnu sahasranama bhishma stavaraja who can adequately express the glory of this immortal epic 
the hold of Mahabharata on the hearts of people in India is timeless. Yudhishthira comes to everyone's mind when we talk of dharma. Karna is the benchmark for those who give dana. Arjuna is the best of students and the most valorous of warriors. Drona is the greatest of teachers. Bhishma is the personification of sacrifice. As a dutiful son, he is a role model and he is the greatest among knowers of dharma. Draupadi is a noble lady who is horribly wronged. Bhima is the most powerful among men and the most sensitive among lovers. Yet things are not black and white. All these great persons will be questioned inside and outside the epic. Faults will be found with each one of them. The listener of Mahabharata will find his own self reflected in many of these characters and he will come face to face with the challenge of dharma. Vyasa says that the Mahabharata is about two trees. The tree of dharma and the tree of adharma. Duryodhana is the tree of adharma. Of this tree, Karna is the trunk, Shakuni the branch and Dushasana the fruit and flower. And the root of this tree is Dhritarashtra. Yudhishthira is the tree of dharma. Of this tree, Arjuna is the trunk, Bhimasena the branch, Nakula and Sahadeva the fruits and flowers. And the roots of this tree is represented by Sri Krishna and by the Veda and the sages. The fruit of the dharma tree is moksha, salvation. And the fruit of the adharma tree is naraka, hell. The tree of adharma may grow faster, it may be thicker, leafier, and try to block sunlight from reaching the tree of dharma. Yet in the storm of life, the tree of adharma will fall, while the tree of dharma shall remain resilient and strong. And the reason for that is the root, Sri Krishna. Which is why Anandavardhana, one of the greatest Sanskrit literary critics, describes Mahabharata as Narayana Katha, the story of Narayana. He says, and I quote, The history of the Pandavas is only the argument. The case is the greatness of Lord Narayana. Revel in him and valor not in the worthless things of the world. Unquote. Reveling in Krishna automatically implies reveling in Dharma. For where there is Dharma, there will be Krishna. And where there is Krishna, there is victory. In this audio offering, we begin with the narration of the Great War. The Great War of Mahabharata. Why the war and why not some other part of the great epic? Because it is the one place where all the characters of the main story converge. 
right from young abhimanyu to the old grandsire bhishma it is the one stage where every aspect of life from the highest of philosophy to the lowest of treachery is seen it is incredible drama it is the laboratory of life and death it is the crucible of dharma it is a dance of shiva we shall cover this great war in a series of 50 episodes perhaps one of the most extensive oral rendering of the great war it is meant for all people young and old but most certainly so for the young for mahabharata is a treasure that every child of india indeed the world has a right to inherit and enjoy so welcome to kurukshetra 18 akshavinis of warriors have assembled here 11 on kaurava side and 7 on pandava side one akshavini has approximately 200000 warriors so around 35 to 40 lakh warriors have gathered to engage in this dance of death the great sage vyasa makes a last attempt to convince dhritarashtra to call off the war he tells him that the kauravas are bound to lose death on an unprecedented scale is waiting to happen unless the war is called off he asked dhritarashtra once again to make peace with the pandavas he details out omen after omen which indicate the great holocaust that will follow yet the blind king dhritarashtra pleads helplessness his inability to influence his son duryodhana yasadhan offers a boon to dhritarashtra he offers the blind dhritarashtra the gift of sight so that he may see the war in real but dhritarashtra declines saying that he'd rather not see the horror but would like to however be kept informed of all that happens it is then that vyasa gives divine eyes to sanjaya dhritarashtra's noble minister and counselor by that gift sanjaya is enabled to see every single happening in the war everywhere all the time he is able to peer into the minds of people and know the innermost thoughts so it is that sanjaya then relates every minute detail of the war to dhritarashtra just before the beginning of the war krishna asks arjuna to invoke goddess durga for victory after invoking and receiving blessings of durga there is a great dialogue of bhagavad gita and after the gita the war is ready to begin and that is where we join this great epic and as we begin let us remember that there are two very important non combatants on the kaurava side karna is not taking part in the war and on the pandava side the non combatant is krishna narayanam namaskritya naram chaivanarottamam devim saraswatim vyasam tato jayamudirayet having bowed to narayana who came as krishna 
having bowed to nara who came as arjuna having bowed to vagdevi saraswati having bowed to the compiler of mahabharata vyasa may mahabharata be told haranam parvati pataye har har mahadeva janaki kanta smaranam jay jay ram ram गोपिकाजीवनस्मरणम गोविंदा गोविंदा विट्रिवील मुरुगनक हरहरो हरा श्री सद्गुरुस्वामिनः जय श्री आंजनेय स्वामिनः जय